So I open the meeting, the city council meeting, February 9th, 2021. And the meeting is being conducted by electronically by Zoom. Welcome everyone. Um, first thing is roll call and all council are present, Sarah, Lisa, Bobby, and Doug. Um, approval of minutes. Uh, the January 21st special meeting minutes were circulated by Mike. Are there any additions or corrections? Hearing none, the, meetings are, the minutes are approved by unanimous consent. Okay, now I'm gonna open the public hearing for 21 Gulfview Avenue Improvements Project. Would anyone like to speak? Uh, please let Mike know and you can speak here shortly. Mike, you let me know. I don't see anybody. Everyone has the ability to unmute right now. So I don't think anybody, Pat and Nick are the only two members of the public that are here right now. Okay. So I'd say if neither of them wants to speak, then I don't think anybody does. Okay. Thank you. I'll close the public hearing. And now we'll go to public input. And this is a time when the public can speak about anything. It doesn't have to be on the agenda. It can be some other issue they have. Would anyone from the public like to speak? Okay. I don't hear anybody. So we'll move on to appointment of, to fill the council member vacancy. And um, so the first thing is uh, acknowledgement of written materials <clears throat> filed by candidates. Uh, Mike, as city clerk, do you have uh, any applicants that you can talk about? Yes, we have Nick Herbold filled out and, and submitted his application in January. And, and, Nick, is here, and Nick is here this evening. Okay, thank you. So uh, now we'll have nomination by council members to fill the vacancy. So I'm opening up to any council member that wants to nominate someone. I would like to nominate Nick Herbold. Okay, thank you. Uh, does any other council member want to nominate any other person? Okay. Um, I don't hear any other nominees. So um, a written application was received by Nick Herbold. And would he like to make a brief presentation to the council tonight? Uh, sure, that'd be great. I appreciate that. And thanks for the nomination, Bobby. Um, Nick Herbold, 1250 Melrose. As I wrote to you via email, I don't really bring a platform to this position. Um, I hope to problem solve in relation to issues that come before council. Um, I've been on council before, as you know, so I hope to have a short learning curve. Um, I've observed you've been doing a good job keeping minutes, uh, or, you know, keeping the meetings short. So I would help to <laughs> keep those short by not uh, uh, unnecessarily taking up time. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm interested in the projects you guys have coming up, especially like the Melrose streetscape stuff. Um, but I'm happy to answer any questions that you guys might have. Thank you. Well, I would just like to point out that while Nick and I do have 
stylish red hair. Nick has much fancier glasses than I do. So you will be able to tell the two of us apart very easily. <laughs> okay. Uh, are there any questions for uh, Nick? Okay, we'll move on to uh, public input. Would anyone from the public like to speak about our nominee, Nick Herbold? Okay, we'll move on to council discussion. Uh, uh, would anyone from council like to discuss uh, this appointment? Well, I'll just say since I was on council with Nick, it was a pleasure to work with him and I look forward to working with him again. I didn't unmute myself in time to speak, but I wanted to. Oh, okay, Pat, you're gonna speak about yeah, public input, okay. Well, I think this pandemic has made everything harder, including governing. And um, I'm glad to see that Nick stepped up. I think the things he said just about himself are true. You know, he'll, he'll work with you well, and um, I'm glad you're appointing him. That's all. Thank you, Pat. Would anyone from the council uh, have anything else to say? I'll, I'll just say I um, also thank you, Nick, for stepping up and, you know, in the any interaction I've had with Nick is positive and I think uh, he'd be a good addition to the council, so. Okay, thank you. Any other comments? Okay, we'll have um, Mike, the city clerk, conduct a roll call vote uh, for uh, Nick Herbold. So if you'd call uh, the right. vote. Moore? Aye. O'Sullivan? Aye. Scott? Aye. Wales? Aye. Motion carries 4-0. Okay, we have a majority vote of 4-0 for Nick Herbold. Uh, so now the council consider resolution 2104 formally appointing our nominee as Nick Herbold as council member. So is there a motion? I'll make the motion, Louise. Motion by Lisa. I'll second it. Second by Doug. Okay, uh, discussion. Roll call vote. O'Sullivan? Aye. Scott? Aye. Wales? Aye. Moore? Aye. Motion carries 4-0. Okay, now I'm going to give the oath of office to Nick Herbold. Okay, I don't think we need to stand here, but if you uh, could raise your right hand, Nick. Uh, where's Nick? I, Nick Herbold, do solemnly affirm. I, Nick Herbold, do solemnly affirm that I will support the Constitution of the United States. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of Iowa. And the Constitution of the State of Iowa. And that I will faithfully and uh, impartially to the best of my ability. And that I will faithfully and impartially to the best of my ability. 
discharge, discharge the duties of the office of council member in University Heights. Discharge the duties of council member in, the, in University Heights. Uh, so now or thereafter required by law. So now or thereafter required by law. Congratulations, Nick. Welcome back to the council. Thank you. Okay. Congratulations, Nick. We'll Thank go you. on to uh, mayor's report. Okay, in the mayor's report, I wanted to announce that I, uh, I need to announce a new uh, mayor pro tem and uh, I announced Bobby Scott. Thank you for uh, saying yes, Bobby. I think you'll make a good mayor pro tem. And then um, hotel update. Now did Jim, Jim is here. He just oh, got good. Here. Okay, and I know you have some photos. Welcome, Jim. He's connecting audio right now. Jim, I, you're still on mute. Okay, can you hear me? Oh, there you go. Okay. Hi, Jim. Thank you Hi. for coming to the meeting. Okay, yeah. now we're anxious to hear about the hotel update. Okay, uh, well, we are on uh, uh, finishing out second and first floor uh, simultaneously and we'll have those done by the weekend and by that I mean we're, we're we get everything all the fixtures set all the furniture in and we're into what we call the punch-out phase uh, which is just all the detail work and right now fifth floor fourth floor and third floor are in the punch-out stage and we're going through uh, all those all those rooms and finishing up all the detail work so by the end of this week, we're pretty much down to just uh, doing the first floor, which is the restaurant, pool area, lobby, and and all all those uh, related rooms down there. We we do have the pool area pretty well complete. Uh, we'll probably actually start heating the pool next week. It's 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 uh, pretty cold to turn it on right now. Even I don't think anybody wants to go swimming. So. Um, I do have some some of the pictures that I took last week that that we can go through if you want. Yep, right. I'm just pulling those up. Okay. Okay, that's uh, this is one of the areas where I'm I'm doing quite a bit of work this week. This is this is the laundry. Um, now you're looking at the washing machines here. There's also in the adjacent room next to this, there's uh, four commercial dryers. These will each handle about 80 pounds of uh, uh, laundry on each one. So they're they're pretty good sized machines. Uh, you, you, can, you can go on to the next one. Let's see what I got. Okay. Uh, just a second, here we go. This, um, this is just to show you some of the equipment that's involved. This, this is just one of the mechanical rooms and this particular mechanical room is actually the pool, the pool area mechanical room. And what it, 
what you're looking at right there is the uh, radiant in-floor heat system. The, the pool area that we have in this building has, has a heated floor in it. And then we also have this uh, heating system as a backup for our, our air handling units, which take care of the gymnasium area, the, uh, the pool area, and then some of the lobby area. So it's just, really what I'm showing here is it's, 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 there's some pretty extensive uh, uh, sophisticated systems in this building. This is just one of them. Go on to the next one. Okay, so there's the swimming pool. We've got it uh, uh, filled up and, and it is running now. It's a little farther along than this. This was taken last week. Uh, what you're seeing in the water there, that's the reflection from the lights above. So that's just, just if you think something's floating in there. So, but that pool area then we'll 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 start it up uh, probably next week and final final that that part of the building will be all finaled out. Okay, you can go on to the next one. So this is the uh, this is the area adjacent to the lobby. And this is actually your the bar the bar area, and behind the bar area uh, is the is the kitchen. In most of the kitchen, uh, the fixtures are in place. We're, we're in there hooking up sinks and faucets and uh, coolers and ice machines and, and all that's going, going in behind it, uh, behind that wall at this time. So now this was actually taken last week. So it's, it's even at this point is quite a bit farther along than that. So you can, you can go to the next one. Uh, that, that's all I had. Oh, Jim. is it? Okay. All right. Yeah. Those are, those are the four you sent me. Okay. Oh, I had, I thought I sent you a couple more, but that's all right. Anyway, we're, there's some other pictures I had of the lobby and, and uh, it's, like I say, it's coming along pretty well. So uh, I think by the end of this month, we will be just working down in the lobby area. And if the weather breaks, then we should we should be able to get outside. We've got uh, fire pits to set and patio areas to finish out. And most of the most of the outside work is done. It's just a lot of a lot of detail work and clean up and get rid of the snow and see see if anything under, is there underneath that needs to be taken care of. But the sodding and, and all of that, most of the landscaping was already done before the snow was hit. So um, so that's it. I I won't won't predict exactly when we're going to be open, but we're shooting for, uh, you know, the, the end of March or early April. And I think, uh, even I think we can make it now at this point. So we're, I'm, we are working up on sixth floor. We're drywalling the restaurant uh, at, at the roof level. So that's, that's come along. It may not be open at the same time as the hotel, but it should be, should be in the finished stages by the time we open the hotel up. So any questions for Jim? So exciting, Jim. It's really coming together okay. nicely. All right. Well, hopefully we'll hopefully you'll open soon. <laughs> have a party here in a couple months. Yeah. So. <laughs> hopefully we can. Yeah. So okay. All right. Thank you, Jim. You bet. Yep. Bye. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Okay. So we'll go on to um, finance. I've been struggling to find glasses here, and that's why I had trouble seeing things. So I still can't find them. But uh, we'll go on to finance discussion of FY22 budget. And this is Bobby and Steve Cool.
So, uh, Steve, would you like to start? Maybe you're still on mute. Okay. Am I unmuted? You are now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're starting the process on the budget for fiscal year 22, which is this coming July 1 through June 30th of next year. Um, first step in the budget process is the uh, would be the approval of the proposed tax levy rate. Um, if you recall last year, uh, this was a new step that was um, added to the budget approval process uh, as part of a um, statewide effort to try to contain property tax growth to targeted rate of around 2%. Obviously, communities will exceed that. Some communities will exceed 2% increase in the property tax, and that has to be disclosed, the reasons for it. So um, what we're going to have uh, three weeks from now, uh, we will actually have the public hearing on the proposed tax levy and the approval of the, of the uh, tax levies. Um, then also at that same meeting, we'll go into much more discussion on the budget and then we can have uh, start the budget publication process for the public hearing in late March. So anyway, first thing I'm gonna uh, focus on and probably the most time on it tonight is gonna be the uh, property tax levy uh, approval here. Um, I think, Mike, if you have that PDF, it might help bring that up and then I can go through that. Okay. Okay, so the, on the left, these are the tax levies that are subject to this process, uh, the regular tax levy, um, these are various other uh, public aspect levies, civic center, um, insurance costs, so forth. Um, and we also have employee benefits. Uh, these levies are subject to, to this process. Uh, the, the next column, certified, uh, current year certified property tax. This is the tax this is the taxes that we're on for the current year that we were in. This is what we approved last year. Um, total taxable valuation, $78.5 million. Um, the next line down with the number 636,000, that was the general levy, and that is levied at $8.10 per taxable 1,000. Uh, transit levy, the next one, 35,000 plus. Uh, transit levy is based on an actual projected transit costs. So we'll have the um, city by city transit contract and then seats. Uh, the next number down, 9,200, that's the li liability and property insurance. Um, and then 
following two lines, FICA, IPERS, and other employee benefits that covers everything, Social Security, Medicare, IPERS, uh, health insurance, and workers' comp. So um, last year, we approved these levies to levy for just under $809,000. Okay, the next column, the top number, regular taxable valuation, 80,600,000. That is the current taxable valuation that we're using for fiscal 22. Um, now the numbers below that were the numbers from the prior year and they're just moved over. And then we we'll go to the next third column there, budget year maximum, still we have 80,000. Um, okay, these levies now going down uh, regular general, 652,000, that's $8.10. Transit, uh, let's see, 36,756. Uh, lot insurance, 8,275. Um, actually, the insurance has, cost has gone down in the last year. Um, then FICA and IPERS and other employee benefits. Uh, these are up by a combined total of about $4,000. So anyway, um, and then the final small column, the annual percentage change. Uh, this is where the indicator is for the 2% two, 2 threshold. So when we add up these levies that uh, we're looking at for this next year, uh, we're looking at a 2.66% increase. Um, if we go back up to the regular taxable valuation, <clears throat> the increase from 78.5 million to 80 million plus was almost the same identical percentage. It was 2.656%. So these, uh, these taxes are being levied uh, basically are just following the um, increase in the tax taxable valuation of all real estate property within the city. Um, as we know, anytime any new homes are built uh, and right now, uh, like with the hotel project, even though that's not done, that's not a full assessment yet. Um, any anything new activities are going to add to the taxable valuation. Um, the other item I wanted to point out at the, ver the very last item, tax rate um, in the left column, we see $10 and just a fraction over 30 cents. This is what we levied last year for these levies or the rate for these levies um, in the third column. The proposed amount is $10.30.3. So we're looking at a very, very small change in these levies. Um, so just a little bit of background. Um, the general tax levy, that's that's just a statutory $8.10 rate, uh, transit and insurance, those were uh, those were based on those costs. Okay, the payroll tax uh, benefit levies, those are based on um, salaries. So 
we've had uh, we've had a, um, three or four of us have had discussions over the last couple of weeks on salaries and what we're doing tonight for this is um, I'll go over the salary amounts by department that we have uh, we've agreed that these are uh, reasonable numbers that we don't obviously won't hit these exactly right on but we expect the payroll to come real close to these numbers for the year um, just real quickly here um, we're looking at uh, now the final numbers for salaries may be slightly adjusted in our meeting three weeks from now but probably by not much uh, police three hundred and seventy four thousand five hundred um, building let's see building inspections let's see was well, thirty two thousand and uh, council and mayor was has been the same it's been 5967 and then clerk and treasurer 23000 those are expected to be the ballpark amounts of salaries for the years and that's the numbers that we use to determine the levy uh, the one thing that i wanted to stress about the salaries is um, social security vipers medicare those are all a percentage of the payroll amount. So if the payroll changes, those costs for those three items likewise changes. So what, what we're doing here on this proposed levy is even if we change these salary amounts a little bit, these, these amounts that we're going to levy will not be exceeded. These will be the maximum amounts. If it's determined later in the next couple of weeks that we could cut salaries a little bit, um, we could always lower the final number a little bit on the final budget, but we cannot go any higher. So we wanted to make these salaries um, as reasonable in the ballpark as we could get them and projecting out where we think we're going to be for the year. Um, as far as the grand total, I didn't get a total difference between the two years, um, but it's not a real significant uh, difference. Like last year, remember, we were still going through the end of the, um, uh, the uh, transitioning of the police department. So we had some increase in payroll over the last two budget years. So I think things are pretty much stabilized now that uh, salary amounts are, we feel pretty good about that. So anyway, that was, uh, so on the, on the uh, proposed property tax levy, um, I, uh, this will need to be published. I have the publication file close to completion. I'll need to get this out probably within the next four or five days to the press citizens. So it can be published at least 10 days ahead of the next council meeting. That public hearing will be March 2nd at 7 p.m. Uh, in three weeks that we set last month. Right, Steve? 
Um, Louise, remind me that, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah. What, there were, I don't have it in front of me. I have it in an email, but I don't have it in front of me. What are the other, there was a couple of dates that we set to review budget. Yes. Can you just it remind it. March 2nd. Mm-hmm. And then we have our regular meeting March 9th. Yep. And then uh, the last one is March 23rd. They're all Tuesdays. Right. And March 2nd and March 23rd should be fairly short. Yep. Great. So yeah, because uh, March, March, uh, March 2nd, we're going to go over the final budget. And then likewise, I will have about four or five days after the March 2nd meeting to get that uh, budget publication to the press citizen to be published at least 10 days ahead of the March 24th meeting. So is it 24th or 23rd? Maybe it's 23rd. Third. Okay. Okay. Whatever the Tuesday is. I'm sorry, I'm doing it by heart. That's not good. Let me look at my... It's 23rd. 23rd, yes. Okay, so that's the first step and that will be that will uh, require an approval to proceed to get this published. Uh, the other thing I wanna, I'm, I'm gonna just briefly go over uh, progress on the uh, budget um, work for next year. Uh, we pretty much have the revenues pretty much pinned down. Uh, we do have some expenses that uh, waiting for some final clarification for. Um, the one, one thing we're going to have one uh, different big major source of revenue this next fiscal year, and that's the completion of the hotel. Uh, the hotel motel tax will kick in uh, once the hotel starts up, um, assuming it starts up by April sometime. That money that's collected April, May, and June will be paid to the city uh, either July or August. The hotel motel tax is paid after the end of each quarter. So hopefully we should get four full quarters in next year. Uh, tentatively for this, We've used two hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars. I have some information from a couple of years ago that I'll have to dig out. I think we were talking about a larger number back then, but we'll we'll figure it out. Um, but then also, uh, that hotel motel tax has uh, restrictions on it. Um, as you know, at least half of it has to be spent for tourism, community pr- promotion, visitor related activities and so forth. Um, and then the other half, uh, you know, can discretionary to various degrees and so forth. Uh, for purposes of the budget, because there's a time lag, you know, we're gonna get a quarter's worth of money, but the expenditure's not gonna come out until later. But what I've done to make this a neutral position here. Um, this will be on your uh, budget worksheet that we'll be cleaning up and sending out the updated one later. But we do have, uh, to be on the fifth page at the very bottom, we do have an offsetting earmark expenditure of that same $250,000. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to be in the process of identifying some of our, our 
ordinary expenses that could be covered by some of that money too. So that's that's the part of the expenses that we're still working on. Um, no real projection where we're going to end up on the bottom line, except we're probably going to end up in a negative position. Um, how much we're not sure at this point. Um, as you do know, um, we we're now at one year into the COVID cycle. Um, it has impacted some of our revenues a little bit. Um, I think on the expense side, it hasn't been that much of a change. Um, so that's one one effect. How long how long it'll be until we get back to normal will determine things. You know when we can get some of the other revenues up. Um, and then the other thing is the the timing of the hotel project when this started a few years back and we went through the budgeting process. Um, I believe we were originally looking at hotel completion sometime, uh, you know, a year ago, which if you look at the original budget that we're on right now, we did provide for $256,000 a hotel motel tax. Since we've been, since the construction's been delayed, that's also delayed, um, you know, the completion of the hotel and getting that on the property tax rolls. So the revenue, the revenue part is lagging behind what we've had gone through and planned out for the last few years. So anyway, the we, we may, we're probably going to be in a little bit of a deficit, but it's not caused by, you know, uh, out of control costs or anything. We're, we're looking at timing issue and lingering COVID. So um, we will be working over the next two weeks, two and a half weeks to get these uh, numbers finalized on the bu budget worksheets so we can actually present this and and get it approved at the next next meeting. So, um, I don't think I had. Oh, the only the other thing I wanted to make you aware of um, on the park bond, um, the 2018 bond. Uh, the first three years payment of interest and in principal. Uh, that was. Uh, according to the amortization schedule was paid out of the local option sales tax money that the city had collected in prior years. Starting for fiscal year 22, the payment of that debt service is now um, somewhere around $21,000 of hotel motel tax and another slightly over 50,000, it'll be, that is the debt service. Um, that was the 50 cent levy, 50 cent debt service levy um, that was part of that process that the financial advisors covered all of that, uh, the fund, uh, funding the payback of the uh, bond issue. And uh, that, uh, the 50 cents was based on um, a taxable valuation number, I believe about three years back. And it was decided 50% of, it was somewhere around 100 million altogether. So that's the 
that's where the $50,000 comes from is that application there. Um, so anyway, we, uh, the debt service levy is going to be higher this year right now. Um, these are not final, um, referencing, also referencing back to the, uh, the levy worksheet that we discussed earlier. Uh, the debt service levy is not included in that um, because the levying for the taxes is done through the bond or the selling of the bonds. There's various um, things that go back and forth between the city and the county auditor authority to levy taxes and so forth. Um, and then the other one that's not included is library. That was a specific voted uh, levy that is exempt from this worksheet. But anyway, uh, the current year that we're on, the total levy for all taxes uh, per taxable 1,000, it was $11.23. Um, for the proposed budget for next year, keep in mind there is that 50 cent debt service levy increase. That brings the total to just slightly over $11.69. So total combined levy altogether is up about 46 cents, which pretty much attributed to the difference there is the debt service levy for the park bond that's kicking in next year. So I think that was about everything I was gonna cover in detail from now. Um, you know, in three weeks, we'll go over things in more detail. And if anybody has questions, um, like I said, we still have some expense items that we're trying to fine tune these a little bit and try to get this uh, budget here as about as close as we can try to get it. So, um, Bobby, did you have anything you wanted to add? You know, I think as I, you know, you and I've talked a lot about this over the last couple of days. And so it's probably fresh on my mind. It all made sense to me, but if I just to recap at a very high level for everyone, uh, one, I guess we need to prove this, uh, the property tax levy, but then two, as we're putting together, um, the budget for next year, it looks like, I mean, really the big picture is we're pretty much operating on a bare bones budget where there's not a lot of fat, if you will, in the, in the budget. And so, um, and so we're planning on spending a little bit of the cash reserves that we have, but we feel like it's a good, uh, and we haven't decided this for final yet, but, um, but we feel like it's a good thing. And, and once some of the revenues come in from the hotel motel tax, from property tax, from the, um, hotel as well. And then any of the other, you know, things in the future, it, it, it seems like we'll be in a really great place. So, so we'll have more, you know, granular conversation, I think probably in the next month on the actual budget, but I think Steve, I think you mm -hmm. kind of summed it up nicely, really, so. Did, did you want to talk about any of the streets projects? You know, um, we usually talk about it at this time. I mean, with a bare bones budget. Right. So, only yeah, if you want to talk about that a little. Yeah, so, I mean, really, we have, we don't have any, with what we've been planning so far, we don't really have much in the way of, of street projects. Is that what you're getting at? Capital Louise? improvement, street Capital projects. Capital improvements, yes. yeah. We've pretty much just taken out everything that, that 
we think maybe could be taken out, but that's something I guess we can all decide on as a council if, if we really want to do that or if we want to hold off until cash flows a little bit heavier. Um, so, and and Josiah, I think has a has a list. Is that kind of one of the things you want to talk about? Um, Possibly, um, you know, the list that Josiah sent, the only project with this bare bones budget was the golf view project mm -hmm. is in there everything else is blank mm -hmm. and those projects um for a bare bones budget we're going to do repairs that repairs and maintenance that we have to do and then put them off so that we keep this um levy as low as possible and that's right yep and you know right. and I'll that's right. And an alternative, you know, we we too we can bond or just get a loan from a bank or what you know whatever we decide to do. We can do that if we think it's important now to to do some of those projects. And we don't want to hold off. We we can always do that. Um, but then the 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 repayment of those will come back in later years. And so if we decide to do that, you know, we can always do that through bonding, I guess, and through through debt service. So. With the current um, proposal with only doing the Gulfview Avenue project, mm -hmm. do we need to bond or we've got the cash reserves to be able to pay for no, that? No, we're going to, Steve can speak to that, but we're planning on bonding the rest of, of uh, Olive Court with, um, you know, oh, that's cool. about a hundred and what was it, 125 for Olive Court and maybe 125 or 100, depending on what that comes in uh, at with the contribution? Yeah, I seem to recall we had uh, uh, for both the uh, remaining costs of Olive Court and Golf View were somewhere around 225,000, give or take, you know, depending on final costs and change orders and so forth. And we, we had had some discussion about that last year, um, yeah. you know, yeah. to do these, to do these two projects and bond them, you know, when they're done or near completion and then go on. Yeah. So we need to bond those two and yeah. we could save it. So they're together and they're not individual. Mm -hmm. uh, but we can talk more about that too during um, Josiah's report. I mean, this, you know, we're going to keep working on the budget. And is that what, is that what you'd like to do? You think that's a good idea, Bobby? We talk about yeah, the project. Yeah, I think that's great. Do we need to, um, do we need to approve the um, property tax levy first before we move on or do, can we do, do we do that at the end or what's Well, we're going to have a public hearing about that on March 2nd, but we do oh. need to complete, have a, uh, make a motion to complete, uh, to have Steve Cool complete the notice to set the public hearing for March 2nd at 7 p.m. Well, I'll, I'll make that motion then. Okay, motion by Bobby. Is there a second? I'll second. Okay, uh, Lisa. Okay, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, motion carries. Um, then uh, we'll have more discussion too about this budget with better numbers by at the March 9th meeting. 
Yeah. That's what we anticipate. Yeah. And then we'll, we will have to approve that at right. the next meeting then too. So we'll have, we'll have an uh, updated final worksheet ready by then. Okay. Any, any further questions? Yeah, it's been a tough year with COVID and uh, everything going on, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel here. And thank goodness the hotel's going to be opening soon, it sounds like. So thanks, Steve, and thanks, Bobby, for uh, okay. your work right. on this. Okay, thank you. I'll see everybody in three weeks then. Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, now we'll go to legal report and Steve submitted his legal report. Are there any questions for Steve? Okay, we'll go on to the city clerk report and Mike, you submitted the clerk's report along with the um, uh, building um, rental inspector report. Are there any questions for Mike? Do you have anything to add, Mike? Nope, not tonight. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, then we'll go on to uh, city treasurer. And Lori circulated her report and I see she added a, um, tonight she added a warrant for engineering fees of $9,386.40. And also in that uh, warrants, list of warrants is the payment for all of court, the uh, pay application number four for the 2020 all of court improvements project. That's included there. Are there um, any objections to approving the treasures, the warrants? Are there any objections to approving the warrants? Then they'll be paid by unanimous consent. Thank you. Um, we'll go on to engineer's report and uh, committee report. So why don't we just go ahead with Josiah first, because we have considerate, uh, consideration of resolution 2103, approving and confirming plan speculations, form of contract, and estimate of cost for the 2021 Gulfview Avenue improvements project. Um, uh, can we get a motion on the table? I'll make the motion, Louise. Motion by Lisa. Is there a second? I, I can second it. Second by Doug. Okay. Uh, discussion. Why don't, uh, Josiah, why don't you start the discussion a little bit? Sure. Thank you. Um, plans, specs, and costs were issued to everybody for the Gulfview Avenue improvements project. Uh, the as you've talked about, the one project we've been planning on uh, for this year. Um, just as a quick reminder, the, the project and the design addresses uh, ADA parking, the on-street the on-street parallel public parking, um, sidewalks, drainage, and water quality on Gulfview Avenue uh, from, from Grand Avenue up to uh, near Stella's driveway. Um, so the schedule is, uh, if approved tonight, we would 
work to get that out to bid uh, probably tomorrow or the next day with a proposed bid date of March 3rd. That's when we'd have bids due, and then that would have that would give us time to tabulate those bids, put together a recommendation, and you could have that on your March 9th meeting to consider the bids and award a construction contract. Uh, the way the contract is written right now, it requires the contractor to start work on this project no later than May 1st. And it requires them to be substantially complete by July 15th. And then it gives them one more month till August 15th to be to achieve final completion. So the goal there is to have all this work wrapped up before school starts uh, again in August. I would know football, Josiah, and maybe even football. Yeah, maybe even football. <laughs> right. Um, we do. We do have. I, I guess I. I would mention similar to Olive Court. We may have some hold off on some of the site, gr the grass restoration, depending on the weather and where we're at at that time. Uh, our estimated construction cost is one hundred and thirty-four thousand. Uh, that is a little bit higher than what we had originally estimated, but we've also added a number of things as we've worked with Paul Moore, who's contributing uh, to the project for the construction that's occurring out in front of 116. And um, so through that coordination and meetings and designed, uh, we've added some additional storm sewer and pavement removal that um, is part of his contribution. So that that's part of it. Uh, we also, the other part of it that's some additional cost is we, found some erosion at the, what I'll call the north end of the project where the, the ravine is, um, erosion underneath the sidewalk there. So we did have to take some measures to design a, some retaining blocks and uh, remove and replace that fence there to stem that erosion. Um, are there any questions about the plans or the costs or specs? Mm -hmm. Do we own that? Is that city property where that fence is, or is that? There, there's a, there are some storm sewer easements there, for where those flumes come out into the ravine. And then, I guess the only other thought I had as you were talking about it, um, really, it would be a bummer if this kind of drug into the football season, assuming we have a football season. Uh, just in, just thinking about, you know. Uh, is there anything, I mean, I, you know how construction goes, it can kind of delay, it can be, uh, it can be, it can drag on if it's not, um, I don't know if they don't, if there's no hard deadline or whatever. Is there anything, do you think, Josiah, that you should be done in terms of, a, I don't know if it's a penalty or something that would incentivize them to be done in time, or do you feel like it's plenty of time with the scope of the project? Uh, I think both. Um, but yet, to, to your first question, those dates I provided for substantial and final completion, they do have liquidated damages associated with them. Okay. So uh, I don't recall off the top of my head, but it's some hundreds of dollars per day um, okay. liquidated damage every day they miss that deadline by. Good. I missed that. So that's great. Any other questions? So we have resolution 2103 uh, with a motion and a second. Um, any further discussion? We'll have a roll call vote. Hey, Scott. Aye. 
Swales? Aye. Herbold? Aye. Moore? Aye. O'Sullivan? Aye. Motion carries 5-0. Thank you. Um, and we already did the pay application in the warrants. And so, Josiah, you wanted to uh, go over the rest of your report? Uh, sure. So the only other two items I have right now are the streets and sidewalks budget items. And then I provided some updates on right-of-way, uh, work and right-of-way items, uh, which I wasn't going to go over. You can read them or, or if you have those questions. On the streets and sidewalks budget, uh, how would you guys like me to uh, address that at this time? So the question is, Luis and Josiah, what do we want to decide to do or decide to not do? That's the question right now. Um, I, I think so, or, or what your timing is, whether tonight or March 2nd. Um, there's obviously a number of items there that are written out with uh, descriptions, so I don't want to, you know. I know. I think you ought to start start with the standard budget costs. I think that'd be good to review, okay? Uh, so that council uh, remembers that uh, there are uh, items that will be done and repaired. So would you go through that quickly? Sure. Um, so our standard budget line items: uh, snow removal and sanding every year. Um, that, I know that was bumped up to 50,000 as a budget cost. We have um, street maintenance for sweeping. One time per year in the spring, we have uh, asphalt patching um, money budgeted. Primarily this is used by uh, Russ to purchase and apply and in place patching material and potholes. Uh, we have a standard line item to have the payment markings done each year. Uh, we have a maintenance item. So we now have permeable pavers. So I did have a maintenance item for uh, permeable paver cleaning. Um, I, I think we may actually, Louise, I, I looked at this later uh, today. With some of, the, some of the warranty work on Olive Court that the contractor is required to do to come back in the spring, I, I think that will actually be covered. Oh, great. Let's find that out before, you know, in the yeah. next. Yeah, very yep. good. Uh, we have an annual hydrant flushing uh, work that's done each year. Um, we've got a standard line item for engineering services that it's, it's not like project related. Like, for example, if we have a project like Golfview Avenue, we usually list um, engineering costs separately. So it holds it together as a project. So this would be just standard uh, work, um, all the other stuff that's not project related. We have a standard line item, standard budget cost for your stormwater program administration. Uh, your permit from the DNR has a number of requirements each year for inspections and cleanings and reporting. Um, so that is a line item. And then we have a couple for traffic sign assessment and management and traffic controls and safety street signs. Um, that just that always comes up every year. Need to deal with signs, replacing signs, ordering signs, uh, looking into uh, issues with the traffic signals, and coordination with Iowa City. So that's what that covers. 
thank you, Josiah, for going through that. Are there any questions about that? And um, uh, are there any questions? You know, he has all these uh, projects, costs, and estimates listed. He has, uh, it's like 1.2 million in uh, projects mm -hmm. uh, listed above, and there's quite a few. <laughs> I got a question um, for Josiah. Josiah. Yeah, Doug, you wanted yeah. to ask? Yeah, have, have we heard back anything from Iowa City on that uh, proposed uh, pedestrian crossing there at the entrance of the hotel? Uh, are you referring to what the, the MPO is discussing that with Iowa City and if they were going to include a, an additional crossing? Yes. On the other side of the bridge? Yeah, uh, I have not heard back, and I have not reached out to them. Okay, but I I can do that. That's all right. You just jarred my memory, and I thought I'd bring that up quick. Josiah, could I ask a quick question? Um, we had that issue with the second pavement markings a few years back, or a couple years back. So, in your budget, what? What is your recommendation, I guess, in terms of whether to do a second pavement marking, at least on Melrose? Well, we've had, uh, so we added that because some of those were getting pretty worn down. Uh, I would say we went with one pavement marking for quite a while um, and have made it through. So, you know, as I understand in the situation where you're trying to um, just do exactly, you know, no more than you actually need to the second marking is probably not required. I mean, it's not required, but um, yeah, as I understand it, it's probably one of those things that gets eliminated this time, this year. This might have been before I was on council, but was there talk of that you could do it two different ways or maybe it was two different paint products or something? One was a little more durable, I guess is the word, than another. You could maybe get by longer with one coat than is that, am I remembering one, that correctly? I thought one was a tape product and the other was paint. Is that correct, correct Josiah? Oh, they, they do make tape products. Um, typically we've used waterborne paint on our on our annual markings. When we have projects, uh, we've had, we've specked out durable or durable paint, which does last longer, it's also maybe three to four times more expensive. Um, and there's there's only a few contractors that do it well in the state. So it, it's very hard to get them to show up. So the, the bottom line is yes, there, there are more durable products, but they are um, quite a bit more expensive on the order of, like I said, three times more expensive. Okay. Well, that answers my question, I guess. As far as the list of projects, and I feel like I've probably asked this before, like Josiah, in your opinion, I mean, any of them, is there a major downside to waiting on any of them? Like, are any of them just like, in your opinion, we need to address them in the next year? Yeah, I think I think there's definitely, definitely a couple of line items where you should uh, not cut or not cut completely. Um, if you're looking at projects that are patching or replacing damaged panels, and I, and I don't know if you guys are looking at the 
It's, it's page that... 205, if you guys want to look at it, of the PDF <laughs> Mike sent out. Okay. Is that, the, is that the sheet with the uh, costs in each line item? Yeah. Yeah, there's okay. like 12. I'm looking yeah. at the one that has like 12 projects. Okay, yep. Is that it? So, okay. So number one's golf view construction. Obviously, yep. you'll need to keep that. Uh, I would say item four and five are replacing damaged panels um, on two local streets that have been broken up quite a bit. I would consider keeping those if you can. And then uh, item 13 and 14 is uh, line items we've always had to carry money to address panels that blow out during the year. Typically, we get this evaluated after the winter and see see how the streets have fared. So it, it would be a good idea to have money available and set aside to address those. Great. Okay, thank you for that. I know 13 and 14, we really do have some areas always, don't we, Josiah, every year, panel repair and on arterials and even some, yeah. That, are those in the budget worksheet yet? Or are those all included in that list that's sort of put out to the side? Like, do we have panel replacements in the Steve that budget? Steve would know off the top of his head. I don't think they are off the top of my head, but I can look here while we're, if we want to keep moving on, I can go, go check my records so far. Okay. I thought they were in there, but they're probably not. It's probably not considered I, capital. I don't projects. think they're in there. If Josiah's saying, well, somehow I thought we were including them, but okay. uh, yeah, let me look. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I the see arterial panel oh. replacements thirty thousand, local panel replacements twenty thousand. Okay. On yeah. page oh. six. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was always in there as our basic. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It is. You're right. Okay. So that's good because I know that's very important. The 13 and 14. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about four and five though. Or, um, I don't think those are for sure. But. No, those are like moved off to the side. Yeah. They're not. That's correct. Yeah. And I, I would, I'd mention too, as I was looking at page six um, of the draft budget worksheet where the arterial and local panel replacements are. There's also under that, there's two line items. One is the visioning project. And then under that is the optional second pavement marking that we discussed. Um, that visioning project would be one also that would be optional. Um, it's definitely not a maintenance or required item. There, there was visioning project discussion on uh, entryway signage for the city on both the east and west ends. Um, so at some point, if if the council wants to move forward with that, it was an estimate to basically get that project started and discussed and come up with signage and design and all that stuff. So that that one's actually probably one that would be off to the side as well. The 7,500, yes. Correct, yeah. Well, that's not necessary. No, I don't think it's the year for that. But you mentioned three and four. You are an expert, Josiah, at breaking those down. Can you make them any smaller? <laughs> he, he's um, managed interest rate rates low, so it <laughs> worked. Uh... How long have you been engineer, Josiah? You've been an expert at breaking them down. Yeah, How long have I, you been engineer? I think it's like. 
15 years, 16. Okay. Wow. I, it's got to be. But yeah. the problem is I remember the three before you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank goodness you're staying on so long. Yeah, so so uh, those two other line items, four and five, um, it, it's possible they could come down, but again, they're small areas, so uh, probably not not a ton. The, the you know one of the issues is you you get into a space and you want to repair something, and uh, there's stuff next to it that should be repaired, and once you get a contractor there, it just makes sense to do it, um, and oh, so you can start is. cutting back things, but then. He shows up and does the work and leaves, and then right next to it is some stuff you could have done. So that's. I see. So it's four like, and five, not three and four. Yeah, four and five. I just looked at three and went one hundred and ninety-seven. No, that's not it. Yeah, four uh, and okay. five. Four and five. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to mark that. So those are damaged street panels. Yes. Right, not sidewalk. Okay. Street. Yeah. Yep. Well, Bobby, what do you think of trying to work those in and seeing where we are? Yeah, I mean, I, I, my gut is to do it. I mean, I think that especially if it's a, any, type, any type of safety issue at all, I mean, that's my thought. We could just bat it into the bonding potentially or whatever we need to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we'll put it in there and we'll talk about it. Put it in it. there and then look at it some more and those those are all the issues josiah yeah those are those are the ones i'd say um you should consider keeping or or keeping at least some in josiah okay. um i'm just i'm gonna say something crazy here but that's, that's right. <laughs> what if what if we just issued one massive contract that we knew was going to take place over the next four years and we just did all of it knowing that it's going to be split out but the benefit is you have one contractor they're not remobilizing you know you basically you're you're benefiting from the ways that you just said with yeah you, you do the work to this section and then you know you have this adjacent panel that could have been replaced. you know what i'm saying like would, is that a dumb idea <laughs> or is that is it a genius idea? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, I, I don't, I'm not sure I follow you. Uh, so you're, so, you're saying given one contractor, like, hey, we're well, gonna give you this yeah, one project every year for the next four years? Or, or you just, you're just saying, hey, we have these 15 projects that we need to do and we're gonna, um, we're gonna bid them. We're gonna bid it as one project and you can, you can do it in stages, right? Um, do you know what I'm saying? Basically, the University Heights Street Repair Project, and you set it out for bid, and it's $1.2 million project, roughly. And we know that we know that the costs are going to come in incrementally or however that works. And so you could, if you wanted to bond for it now while rates are low or what, however that would look, I don't, I don't know, I, you know, practically haven't thought through that, but um, you could, you don't, you get one contractor, they're in town, they, you know, when they're done with one project, they move to the next project. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I am not sure how the bonding aspect goes. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure if that's a good idea. Um, mm -hmm. Why not just divide it yourself and put it out to bid each year? I mean, I 
as a city, you are subject to state rules on bidding amounts. Um, and I'm not sure giving one contractor sort of a four-year window is feasible. Feasible. Well, that... I'm not sure if it's a great, a good idea or not. Um, what if they're, mm -hmm. what if they're not a good contractor? <laughs> you right. know, I mean. Yeah, totally. And that's why I was asking. I was just mostly thinking. You know, rates are low right now, but if you could lock in a lot of that and and you could save a lot of money by doing that, you know, what is that a good idea? But but it sounds well, like it's not worth the risk. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if it is. I, I also don't know how the contractor would respond to that because just the way costs and things change and fluctuate, how do they bid something yep. for four Pretty years? Yeah. Yeah. My feeling is uh, it'd be better to to just you know decide what you want each year and, and bid it mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Any other street project questions or what do you have, Josiah? Next, do you have anything else? I'm trying to think. Um, Having your report. I just I provided some updates on right away work and permits. Um, so I don't unless there's questions, I don't have anything else. The only other one thing I had, Josiah, any update on the Verizon microcell thing? No, we don't have anything. I know that you know we talked about that a while ago, and mm -hmm. uh, Steve Ballard reached out to them, and I think they just said basically, uh, get to it we'll let get you know when we get to it. yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's the last thing I know too. That's right. Thanks. Hi, Steve. I see you now. Um, okay, I know. They don't they have like what a year and a half in the to do it. To do that, probably. I wish. I wish they do it quicker. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't recall the exact time, but yeah, know, there's, a, there's a window. There is a window and I asked you initially because I thought, oh, it's going to happen right now. And you said, oh, Louise, they got two years or whatever it was, one and a half. Or I went, oh, okay. Um, any other questions for Josiah? We'll go on to Doug. What did you want to report, Doug? Uh, not a whole lot other than our, just our pain in the rear end uh, snow that keeps uh, coming down every day uh, is it is chewing up a lot of money uh, with Mark and uh, you know we're shooting about 23,000 bucks a month on snow removal and I think January is probably going to be more than that the, the way that it's looking. Uh, February let's hope for the best. Uh, the only thing that was brought up was uh, Mark is experiencing problems with some residents blowing and pushing snow into the street and uh, we need to remind our residents that they can't do that. We do have an ordinance in place that prevents that from happening. So uh, you might wanna pass that along wherever we can. And uh, I'm sure it's very frustrating for the people pushing snow and, and the, the residents who have no place to put snow. So I, I feel each other's pain and uh, it would just warm up this it'll go away. Um, other than that, you know, we have a few people that are, you know, still complaining about the visibility and I know Mark is doing his best to push that around a little bit to make it to where it's not such a blind spot at intersections. Uh, we did have a private snow removal company for one of my neighbors 
second time now he's tried to go down the sidewalk and and uh packing snow on the neighbor's driveway and and uh that was right before it got cold so i don't know if we're going to be looking any cement damage to our brand new sidewalk there along uh, the west side of uh sunset but uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on that in the spring and make sure that we look it over real close to make sure there was no winter damage from this uh, uh, person that was doing it. And uh, Troy did reach out and talk to him and told him they cannot be doing that. And we do have their information and their phone number that uh, if they ever do that again, that we were to contact the owner and uh, but the she apparently the owner of the company reassured us that that would not be an issue in the future. So hopefully that takes care of that problem. So uh, has it repeated uh, at all since I talked to her, Doug? Uh, not that I've heard. Okay. Not that I've heard. So you did a good job cracking the whip on them. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, other than that, that's uh, really all I have other than the, the topic of the crosswalk up there on uh, by the hotel, but that's been addressed with the Josiah. So I really don't have much else to add. Any questions for Doug? Make it quit snowing, Doug. <laughs> and the cold. But anyway. We to sacrifice the lamb or do some voodoo dance yeah, or something. I don't, I don't know what we got to do. I don't either. There's no more room anywhere for snow. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to melt by who was saying by this date it's going to start. And I thought, well, is the snow going to be gone by then? Uh, no. When he was talking about the uh, project on Gulfview, I thought, will the project be done by, will it be melted by May 1st? <laughs> just getting the frost out of the ground might be hard now we're getting all this cold weather that's really gonna push the frost in the ground it'll be uh you know geez probably the first week in may before we get in get into the ground oh my goodness okay thank you doug thank you josiah so now we'll go on to the chief's report and uh the committee report by um sarah the chief submitted his report um did you want to say anything, Troy? Just briefly on the snow events, kind of like Doug pointed out already, we might have had an abbreviated football season, but we're making it up for with, with our snow season. Uh, Mark <laughs> has been very responsive to the complaints that I forwarded on about pushing the, trying to level out the snow piles. I don't know, residents have six foot piles at the end of the driveways. There just isn't any place for the snow to go, to go but Mark is doing a good job with it. We've only had one repeat offender as far as properties that I've asked Mark to clear. Uh, that person generates complaints now. I received a complaint this morning and it was probably within 12 hours from the snow stopping falling. So uh, I don't know, in fairness to that property owner, following the snow last week, it was cleared within 24 hours for the first time, but we'll see if that continues. Uh, Shout out to Brennan McGrath. Uh, he got a hold of me about the fire hydrants and Brinkham clearing them and offered to adopt the one in the 300 block. I think it was 338 Coaster Avenue. So shout out to Brennan. Uh, nice. I'll skip over to down to COVID real quick. I was contacted today by the Johnson County Public Health Department and the police department is to receive their first vaccinations next Saturday. So that's an update. Great. Other than that, I think everything is contained in the report. Any questions for Chief? Thank you, Troy. Thank you. 
um, we'll go to Sarah. I have, I have nothing to add, really. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for your help on the budget, too. Mm -hmm. um, we'll go on to, um, well, building, zoning, and sanitation, and that is going to be Nick Herbold's assignment. And, I'm going to, I'm going to have you talk to Terry Gert, who knows you quite well. And, uh, then you can meet Brian Jensen and see what he's doing. And, uh, we had a yearly review of Brian and we talked about, um, uh, uh, whenever the new council person comes on, we'll, uh, go through an orientation and somewhat and just go over some of that for you. And so uh, we'll do that in the next couple weeks too. Thank you, Nick. Uh, so we'll go to e-government. Now you sent a nice report, Lisa, with pictures. I love the pictures. Uh, did you have something to report? I just wanted to point out the adopt a fire hydrant post is on the website so take a look at it anybody can adopt a hydrant anywhere in town it doesn't have to be by your house it can be by my house <laughs> <laughs> no i there is a council member who has been clearing a hydrant i do know that much so okay We're any questions for lisa anything and else lisa? i guess uh, was Steve going to talk about Ordinance 97 or no? Sure, let's have, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's have Steve Ballard, since we haven't heard from him very much, let's have him review Ordinance 97 too. Which is also on the website under snow removal. You can find a, an easy link to that and tips about snow removal. Yeah, so uh, thanks. So uh, there's two ordinances, 82 and 97, they kind of work hand in glove a bit, uh, but 97 makes clear. So 82 says, uh, excuse me, yeah, 82 says you need to remove your snow from uh, from your property. 97 makes clear that you can't dump it on somebody else's property and you can't put it on city right of way or city proper property. So um, I respect everything I've heard uh, concerning people's efforts to uh, remove snow and then the fact that there's hardly any place to put it but uh, but the ordinances are clear and and, and they've been uh, long standing in the in the community that you you have to remove your snow and find a place on your property to to uh, deposit it and you know adjust your snow blower accordingly any questions about the ordinance? Thanks, Steve. Uh, Lisa, did you have anything else? No, I was thanking Brian Brinkema again. Um, and just our neighbors who have been helping neighbors and including someone who I don't know who, who cleared the storm drains around town which will help prevent flooding if the snow ever melts. 
if we ever get warm weather again, that will be very helpful <laughs> when it starts <laughs> melting, won't it? We'll have to, we'll have to uh, go around and do some of that. Thanks, Lisa. Any questions for Lisa? Okay, I, I thought of one more thing. Uh, uh, I talked with, uh, I texted Terry Morrow with uh, OUP and asked her when the next meeting was for the HOA because we need to assign uh, someone to that. And she said they don't have a meeting coming up, but she will contact me. She thought it might be in another month or so, but um, maybe we can discuss at the March meeting uh, representative from the council or from our staff that can attend those meetings. Um, so anyway, I wanted her to know that. Mayor, can I chime in real quick? Yes. Uh, speaking of OUP, there was a brief conversation earlier in the snow season about them being slow to clear or not clearing well. I was working when the last heavy snow came through and despite the probably 30 plus mile an hour winds and the heavy snow falling, I mean, they cleared it about or attempted to clear it about every 30 to 45 minutes. So they are trying to be responsive and they have at least recently really stepped up their game. So shout out to them. And also, as long as I'm being complimentary, I have never worked in a community before that has had this sort of response. I, I'm called out the one repeat problem property, but I am impressed with, with the residents or uh, the community members who are getting out and clearing their walks. I, I've never lived in a community that it was almost, almost universal compliance. So. Oh, how nice. That's good news, it's especially because it's just been the worst winter. Thanks, Troy. Uh, are there I mean, any? I don't, I don't know if this is helpful yet, but I mean, yes. I'm, I'm happy to volunteer to be the representative or whatever to talk to the homeowners association with OUP if that's helpful. Oh, well, are, are you part of the, aren't you? Because I bought a you have I your bought office this, there. I bought the, yeah, half of the one, I guess it'd be next well, to Maggie's. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if that matters. You should be a representative then. Mm. Okay, yeah, the conflict of interest part. Huh? Mm -hmm. Well, then never uh, mind. Well, but I appreciate that. But uh, I was kind of thinking that it might be good just to think about this to have maybe the police chief be the representative rather than because he's up there and I've been up there not even once a month, you mm -hmm. know, maybe six or seven times in the last because of COVID. And so he is up there a lot and sees what's going on and you know i haven't been going out and i other people haven't been going to the office either so i think that steve ballard is that something that we could have a staff person do and not a council person do yeah i'll have to check i think yeah. so i think it's just uh, the, the point the appointment is the key but i'll i'll, uh, I'll take a look at that okay thank you Okay, so any other announcements? Is there any objection to adjournment? Well, Louisa, yep. Louise, one quick one. Not, not that I'm yep. doing other things during the meeting, but I was actually opening the mail 
And uh, we did get a notice from City of Iowa City since we're an adjacent property holder that the City of Iowa City will have a planning and zoning commission meeting on February 18th that deals with their Finkbind rezone. So if anybody really wants to attend that meeting, let me know and I'll shoot you the Zoom credentials for that. Thank you. Uh, anything else? Is there any objection to adjournment? Hearing none, the meeting's adjourned by unanimous consent. Thanks, Council. Welcome aboard again, Nick.